Can you hear me? Testing. I can. Yeah. <sighs> We're gonna all just take a deep breath because okay. this podcast was supposed to be Riley's idea, and she texted me five minutes before we start recording, and she goes, "Hey, what's the topic that you chose today?" And I said, "Hey." dumb fuck you're the one it's your podcast today so oh she still doesn't know what we're doing so we're just gonna <laughs> because i'm a dick me. i'm gonna blast her out on my podcast front of all my followers um okay. but before we start um i was on tiktok today and i found the hottest asian bloggers <laughs> And then I was like, oh. He is so fine, but he's old, he's 22, guys. Can't. That's too young, man. That's okay. He's so young. As you can tell, I'm into Asians. Like, I'm going to marry one of these one of these days. I'm going to either marry a Korean, probably a Korean. I don't know what it's about, but, like, every Asian man I've seen is so swole. And just had it. And I think that's the problem. See, I send my friends things that are, like, hot men, right? But the problem is they look at it, like, as they're hot. But I'm just looking at their their tattoos. That's the problem. I'm like, am I in love with their just style of tattooing? Or do I even, like, like do I even find them attractive? Because tattoos are, like, the most attractive thing to me. But... I am into my Asian men. So, yeah. I sent you a TikTok, and he, he's a barber in New York. I watched it, and I was like, why is she sending me a barber? And then I realized, I said, <laughs> oh, because he's Asian, and he's hot. He's hot anyway, as fuck. And you can not- tell he works out, too, from the style of his, like, shirt. You can tell he's buff. So... And he has a neck tattoo. I don't want to get a neck tattoo, but I don't need a lot of things. I'm actually starting my um, leg tattoo in April. We're starting the process of getting my thigh sleeve, thigh sleeve done. So I'm going to be added on my leg. Mm. I have problems. Don't get tattoos, guys. It's it's, a, it's an addicting thing. You know, honestly, I should be grateful because all my travel tattoos are pretty much for free. Um, mm. So I do, like, pay back to the community by going to get my, like, fun little tattoos. Um, and I pay for them. <laughs> that, sound, that just sounds so fucking rude. I just sound so fucking bougie. You do. <laughs> I just got a recent tattoo and it's my stitch tattoo. It's um a remembrance towards all my children that have walked in my life and that are gladly going to walk out of my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> my kids have been on one last week. I can't. I hate Your kids have been I'm so naughty. Bad. They have been naughty this week. Yeah, I've yelled at them every day and sat them down on their carpets, even the older kids. Like, I cannot. The boy energy, I just want to smack them. 
Listen, I'm really nice to my kids. Like, she is. <laughs> I you're making them sound like you beat your children. Exactly, I don't. And they probably like your children. I don't have children. I work with children. I work with 100 plus kids. And they are very, love them. But <sighs> also, my oldest niece turns 13 today. Mm. Fucking insane. Fucking insane. 13 years old. That's fucking. I'm getting fucking old. That's all I can tell you. We're gonna play Fortnite. We're gonna play Fortnite today for her birthday. Um, and so she actually plays Fortnite with some of my the boys for my program because she, um, came and worked with me over the summer and she met some of the guys and she's like best friends with all of them. So we have to play during the daytime. Because they don't, they're not on during the daytime. They're on during nighttime. And I can't be exposed. They would run and write down my whole username and how to tell everyone and their mother. And then I'd have everyone spamming my account. I'd probably have to get a new account for Fortnite. A little... So, yeah. But 13 years old is insane. I'm like, I was an aunt when I was in... When I was a fucking junior in high school. That's insane. When were you and at? Um, I was fifth grade? Fourth grade. Fourth grade. That's young too. Yeah, my sister was sixteen. Oh. And she had her How old is he now? The first Um, so I was I was twelve, so I was in no, how old is the kid? Not you. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Oh, oh gosh. She he's should know this. That's a, like, what? He's Bitch. He's 18. 18? Yeah, he you have an 18-year-old. Yeah, 18, 17, Gross. 14... Uh, 11. Uh, these are all Sydney's kids. Hold on. And then six and five. Then Alex is a five and a three. Then Zoe has a, almost two. Yeah. Well, I mean, your older siblings should have at least, well, or your siblings that had kids in the beginning should at least have like older. It's weird to have older. It's weird to get like when they get that past age 13 and up because they don't like they'll not like you anymore sometimes you're like too old for them you know I like it when they're like little babies and they were cute and cuddly and now they're just straight up assholes Mm. (laughs) I'm kidding my niece is literally me and her have a love and hate relationship because she she literally has been around me for whole or most of her life, and she is literally my personality in all. She's your twin, legit. And she is with personality. Like, we're different with hobbies and stuff. We're not, like, in talents, but, like, you can tell she's hung out with Auntie She too long. Because she be... Yeah. Sometimes I want to backhand her with the, some of the comments she says to me. To be honest. Nice. It really doesn't hurt or harm people. They know that. They know that. Oh, gravy. 
Trust me, they know that. Talking about backhanding children. Yeah. Backhanding children. Don't backhand any children. Children are hard to work with, okay? We both work with kids that aren't ours. Mm -hmm. Like, it takes a superhero to work with other kids, other kids, other parents' kids, okay? Because a lot of people can't do it. It's like, for example, for me, like, I can't be a nurse, I'd fuck that up. I'd probably injure the person just trying to do an IV. So, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's more like, as soon as I form a bond with the family and whatnot, and, like, have great communication with the family, like, my job becomes ten times easier. And, like, is it easy all the time now? Like, kids like they they have kids will be kids you know like there's there's growing spurts there's there's a lot to learn from working with kids like um especially like in my line of work like I primarily work with one set of children for a long time and like I get to watch them grow like it is so sad to, to see how much the two boys that I watch have grown um but it's also like working with kids is also like the most uplifting job you could ever have because it makes you feel so much better about yourself I think because you get to see these kids grow like I've known some kids since fourth some kids since fourth grade well those are the ones I started off with like five years ago it's been five years that's crazy um, and now they're, like, all in high school, and I still keep in touch with them, and, like, they still remember you, they'll still talk about you, and, you know, it's, like, you'll always be in their life as a memory, because, like, you were that person when they were growing up, and, like, to be honest, it's been kind of, like, you know, a prosperous, making a difference type of thing when it works with kids it can be hell but it it can be worth it I guess you learn a lot from it you do you learn like I guess for me like I've always had the capacity to love people but working with kids like you learn how to love more Mm -hmm. like you learn how to um better understand what love is like if that makes sense like how they love yeah so unconditional like a child will love someone so unconditionally whereas with adults you just kind of have that tendency to be like oh no like no thank you yeah and they're brutally honest they'll tell you when you look fucking ugly they'll tell you when your hair is just like you need to fix it they'll tell you like hey like miss t like like yeah and then i'm really honest back to them because you want to come at me i'll come back at you but it's all yeah. in respect, you know? Right. So, kids are just so funny. You're able to, like, um, learn behavioral issues, types, what to say, what to not say, you know, mm-hmm. personality types as well. Yeah, like, they, they just have the discernment, you know? Yeah, insane. And then you just feel for them when they grow up in the world. And you're like, ugh, when you become an adult, fuck. 
Good luck. <laughs> I know, it's so sad. It's like, oh, So Riley doesn't know our topic, which is I forgot hilarious it. to me because she's, she's thinking, hmm, I wonder what our topic is because I keep on talking about different things. But it's actually a really good topic because I really liked how, what she sent me. Fucking shit. Um, but I think it's like a really good topic for both of us. Um, but I'm not gonna announce it until a little bit later. But yeah, come on, just announce it. Also, this whole fucking week, yesterday, the day before, she fucking texted me. Because we were supposed to do the podcast yesterday. We were supposed to record yesterday. And, you know, I... Now we now we have fucking times. Because I, I can't do it. I told her my time frame now. Because my brother's moving. So I don't... I have the Saturday afternoons free. So I said, bitch, my podcast will be Saturday from this time to this time. So fucking have it cleared before I cut your head off. Because she And I pissed... said, okay. Yeah, but the thing is, like, when you're co-hosting and you're being, like, you're sharing a podcast, we go back and forth, like, hey, this is my topic. I'll leave the podcast. Today I was going to have you do the whole intro and everything, but this bitch... <laughs> five minutes before was like what's our topic and i was like okay well i guess she can can't you, do the intro can you can you okay i'll do the intro next no because next time is my podcast it's my topic you dumb fuck this is true. can you tell um, me what the so anyways we want to welcome you guys all to today host podcast we hope you guys had a good week and we hope you're starting this beautiful sunday morning listening to our podcast um also fall is coming and i'm so excited yay summer is over over fall is here we're excited halloween's around the corner christmas thanksgiving a whole fucking new year i need it to be a new year i need 2023 to be gone so Anyways, our topic today is on what are your weaknesses oh, yeah. <laughs> and fears. The fucking hell. Dang <laughs> it! <laughs> and I literally have a screenshot of the topic. I know, I know, well. I know, I'm sorry. And we are we planned this like a week ago on the topic. Oh my gosh. Okay, but let's get one thing straight here. Um, I am the most like if I don't write it down, I know it was somewhere in our chat. I just couldn't find it. I will forget it, and like my blonde fairness will be like, Selena, what's the topic? She's like, I can't stand you. I'm like, I know. Well, it's just like. It's not just your blondness. I think it's also just your um, ADHD. Yeah, it's her ADHD, and it comes through all the time, which is fine. But like, <laughs> I'm just like, the fuck is happening? It, it can get quite annoying, but it's okay because I constantly have to remind her. I know, like, I and then when she, me. I know she can't help it, but when just working with somebody like that, it's can be you know. 
It's just funny <laughs> to me. No, and no, then no, no. She'll text me. Hold on, hold on. She'll text me a million that. times. She'll text me a million times. Be like, I can't do this. Wait, hold on. I have this assignment. Oh, wait. I have this. Help me. Oh, wait. As I text her just that one block of like, okay, I have this and this and this. This and this time, I'm free. This <laughs> and, then I always, and then I'm like... And then she's like, oh, wait, are you free? Are you free this time? And I said, bitch, if, and then I'll repo, re-copy and paste what I just said like an hour ago and say, I am free that time, you dumb fuck. So it's it can be wild, but... <laughs> okay, let's rephrase that. So rephrase what? I, let's, let's, let's scoot back on that real quick. One of my weaknesses, as we all see, is my ADHD because I am, I, okay, I'm super smart. Like, I, I'm not joking. Like, my intellectual ability to have deep conversations is hilarious. Like, I can do it. But if you want me to remember where I put my keys, I have to put an air tag on my keys connected to my phone. So that way, if I lose, oh, wait, I need to put that back on. See, look at ADHD, and it's making (laughs) right now. She's like, oh, wait, let me think about that. Let me think about that. I don't even know where it's at, the air tag. No, it's in my bag. Um, Focus, Uh Riley. So, like, if I text you, I'm like, okay, what is the theme? My brain, I have enough going on in my brain. I don't remember, like, left, right, up, down most of the time. With my ADHD, it makes it two times actually a million times more hilarious to me i think it's freaking hilarious but i can't remember shit but then talia poor thing she gets so annoyed and then i'm like are you mad at me she's like no it's annoyed and then it hurts my feelings <laughs> yeah because she's a sensitive bitch i am i'm so sensitive that's even like, that's also like hard because we're <laughs> such different people we are and like i don't get mad like i'll get mad if i like if it's something like very like testy but like mm-hmm. my text messages don't help me because I'm my text messages are so blunt that they're like everyone always asks me like are you mad and I was like what the fuck no like I would tell you if I was mad like I'd literally I, tell you I'm mad but like other than that no Talia has a way of like you just know how she's speaking when she's texting and like She'll either, like, if she's mad, she won't put LOL or LMFAO or LMAO. Like, you'll know she's mad as soon as that happens. But, like, the funny thing to me is I was like, dude, I, I'm seriously, like, I'm trying my best here. And Talia's just, like, probably, like, dude, you're, you need you need help. And I'm like, dude, I am already on that. <laughs> I would <laughs> never say you need help, ADHD. I get it. I understand. I don't have it. But I think everyone has a little bit of ADHD or ADD. I can't, I can't blame my ADHD fully. I mean, I could, but like, it's just who I am and who I've always been. Like, you can ask Talia, another weakness is I'm always early to everything. Like, I will help you set up a surprise party for me. And so, for to me. surprise me, you need to like literally do it under the table, or else we'll be like, oh, we need you here at this time. No, you tell me an earlier, a later time, because I'll be there an hour early, and I'll help you set up the surprise birthday party. And then people will be like, oh my gosh, this is for you. And I'm like, all day. I'm not early. I'm just, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm on time or five minutes early. 
I don't have, you know. You know my biggest weakness though, one of my biggest weaknesses is that I'm too chillax sometimes. You you are. I'm just really too chill. Um my mom always gets mad at me because she's <laughs> there's she's like not. things that I just don't give a fuck about. And it's just like like I haven't had a valid license for like years and I don't give a fuck about it. And like yeah. it's something that we should probably have and like I had to like fly to Oregon like uh, last year in September and I had to bring all my fucking paperwork like my birth birth certificate that doesn't isn't allowed in America so I had to bring my adoption papers I had to bring my social security card I had to bring all of my shit with me because I was like well I tried to pass the fucking test and it didn't work out nothing worked out I have anxiety Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I have you huge have anxiety. You to get your license because you have PTSD around it, which yeah. the reason why you have PTSD around it is valid. And, like, you could yeah. just get a regular just ID card. Because technically, yeah. in the state of Nevada, you'll be fine. I still need to do that. But, like, I yeah. my other weakness is that, like, I work so much that, like, mm. I don't ever get go out I don't go out I don't do things but I I honestly am so chill sometimes like my parent might like it's insane like I think sometimes it can be a weakness for me because I'm so chill to the point where like people are just like tea and I'm just like what they're like why because like I don't take I don't give a fuck on certain things that people like will be like freaking out about like I just don't give a fuck like I could care less And I think it's just because, like, I don't think it's that important. Like, I don't think worldly things are that important to me. Like, okay, cool. Like, okay, that's nice. And, like, some people take it, like, a huge, like, deal about it. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. So, like, a lot of people, like, um, I spend a lot of my money on people. Mm -hmm. And so, like, a lot of my money goes to, like, my kids or my site or just, like, to my friends, because I don't really care, or I'll, like, get Starbucks for people, or, you know what I mean, like, I don't care, and, like, when I should probably be getting, paying off, like, debt, or loans, and shit like that, but, like, at the end of the day, I'm just, like, you know, this is the world, this is, like, a temporary place, that's how I look mm-hmm. at it, you know, I don't look at it, like, this is, like, my life, I'm gonna have a whole other life outside of this, so, you know what I'd love to have come back is trading. I trade you this for this instead right. of fucking money. I think it's just like, and no more cars, just walk and bicycle everywhere. <laughs> Life would be so much easier if it was just simple. But that's just how I look. Yeah. I'm a simple person, and I think I'm t- too chill. My mom tells me all the time I'm too chill. She always, you really are. she's always like, you're too chill. You need to go that. You should probably do that. And then the, I always don't do it. And I just like, whatever. <laughs> I'm always like, it's whatever. <laughs> like I, I am, I can be chill when I want to be. No, like, bitch. Yes. Yes. I can be chill when I'm laying in my bed and not thinking of just kidding my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's probably one of my weaknesses is not being able to chill enough mm. and not having, like, I don't think it's, well, for you, like, it, 
it annoys me how chill you are. And I'm like, <laughs> are you for real? Like, the world is burning down, and you're just like, this is so much fun. Let's go do this. And I'm like, dude, yeah. we, we could die at any moment. And you're like, I'm good with dying. I'm like, oh, Lord. I'm like, Talia, bro, why, bro? I'm, I'm very, like, I would do anything. I don't care. I'm, that's why we're so different. Like, I think another big weakness, like, okay, here's the difference between me and Talia. So, I have, <laughs> and my Mr. Pebble will tell you this is a weakness, too. Um, I think it's a strength, but whatever. Uh, is I tend to lead, I don't know, men on. And then when they pull that, it gets better because I have a story to go with this straight. Um, okay, so I'll leave them on with my little charming personality because, like, I don't mean to do that. I just, it's just natural. It just comes natural. So, like, and, like, I know my boundaries. Like, I'm, like, as soon as it gets a little, little hairy, I'm, like, gotta go. So, take for instance, and I don't care, this person will probably listen to it, but I don't care. There was this boy who I knew through... Oh, are we um, talking about the situation? Oh, yeah, because it's hilarious. It's my biggest And how fear. she couldn't, how she couldn't hold, oh my gosh, okay, yeah, go. Okay, so fucking story was... this week. <laughs> Don't mind me, which is hilarious at this point. So, I hadn't talked to him in like a year since he had gotten off his mission, and then mm-hmm. he, he was like, I messaged him, he had replied to my story, so I was like, oh my gosh, are you alive, how are you? He's 10 years younger, okay? Like 10 years younger. Okay, that like, makes I'm sense. Not, yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything. Like I knew in my brain nothing's gonna happen. So then he proceeded to like gaslight me the whole time. And I'm like, what the heck? He's like, so do you think I'm cute? Da, 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 and whatnot. And I was like, oh my god. Uh, so then it was so funny. He was like, if I leaned in right now. I kissed you. What would you do? And I'm like, turn a- run away. And he's like, I said, run away. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't know, run away or perhaps lead in. I don't know. What do you want? He's like, oh, I got you to admit it. Like a total like narcissist would do. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, here we go. It's just a play. It's a. It's a. He's a. He's a, a, a hoe. He's a hoe. So, not narcissist, sorry. If you're listening, my bad. Damn! You are a narcissist. <laughs> Fuck, he's 10 years younger. He just got his fucking mission. He's just horny he's as just fuck. Horny. He wants he's to so fuck. Horny. He does. So, anyway, so I, I proceeded to just, I was like, okay, like, trying to switch the subject. I'm like, okay, great. And then he goes, I was like, asked him, I said, how did I get on this roster? And he goes, oh, only special girls are on this roster. And I'm just sitting oh, here. Like, that, he's down with the down down. He's down with the down down. So then he proceeds to say, I get what I want when I want it. And I was oh. like, oh, dang, gross. He's like, <laughs> the best part of this conversation was when he thought he could just win this. So if you know me, I'm pretty stubborn, as Talia has said. I'm so stubborn that Talia even is like, why are you so stubborn? And I'm like, trust me, I don't know. So I'm so stubborn. So this boy has the audacity. He said, I am going to assert dominance with you. 
And I said, wait, what? I said, uh, who are you talking to? Me? I was like, I don't think you know who I am. Um, and I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think you know mm-hmm. who I am. No, I don't think you know what you're messing with. He was like, oh, but I will make sure the dominance is asserted. And I was like, what the? I'm like, no, like I assert dominance first, trust me. And he's like, no, I grab you right by the neck and push you down. And I'm like, I'm like, who said I like it rough? And he proceeds to say all girls like it rough. I'm like, oh, Lord. So I said, I know I'm not a dainty flower, but damn, dude, chill out. So then I switched the subject, thank heavens, because he was like, I get what I want. He's like, don't worry, I'll ride the wave. So if I'm over there, I'll come over and take you on a date, and then we'll make out. And I'm like, oh, Lord, Jesus, take the wheel. So then, best part, he was like, oh, you're like a good girl, da 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 who loves Disney. And my ADHD was so great. It was an epic save at that moment. I said, yeah, I do love Disney. I was like, thank heavens. Thank heavens, ADHD popped in at that moment. And I said, I do. I love I love Disney. And he goes, I've never been. And I was like, we should go, like my ADHD. And he goes, oh, we share a room and a bed. And I was like, no, 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 bro, no. He's like, I'd have a really hard time, you know, abstaining. <laughs> like, she has a hard this. time just having fun and playing around with fuck boys because my conversation would be so much different from hers. I yeah, just play well, around. Well, like, I was playing for a minute, but I was like, dude, chill out. And then he proceeded to say, well, you'll be paying for everything. And I was like, mm. But then I also would have probably gotten pissy because he tried to, like, I get everything I want, blah, blah, blah. I was like, obviously not because you didn't get any pussy because you keep on asking for it. So. I know. And he was like, okay, message me tomorrow. And I haven't messaged him back. <laughs> Message me tomorrow. Boy, go find a girl in BYU, Idaho that will dry hump you for $10. (laughs) Like, come on, bitch. Like, I was literally like, what is my life? Like, what is happening? Like, I think my weakness is like, not falling, but like, liking, liking these men, boys. And then all of a sudden, they're like, they're like, oh, by the way, this is all we want. I'm like, it's not just, it's like all men. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, is this what we're facing? Like, that is my weakness. Is like, like I know how to pick them. I'm telling you. Okay, if we're on that topic, then my weakness is like friend zoning every single man in my life. <laughs> I have too many, so I have too many guy friends, and I think half of my guy friends have fall, fallen for me. And I just have fucking friends on their asses to the the heavens of the hells. Because I'm so bad. And then I'm so oblivious. See, the thing is, I'm very oblivious to, like, any flirting notations, (laughs) like, that shit. I'm just, like, okay, and, like, I'm the most bitchiest bitch sometimes. Because, like, I have a ton of guy friends. Like, they're all my besties. And, like... Let's rephrase this. Talia is not only oblivious, men will make it pointedly obvious that they like her. <sighs> and she'll be like, What are you looking at? Like, and then I'll be like, Can I help you? I'm like, you? Talia. I'm like, 
yeah Stop. I'm, I'm pretty nice mean. I don't mean to it's just like it's my it's like defense mechanism but I think I've had it since forever as well, I can say I can I can but I can blame it on um my childhood trauma because that's where it stems yeah. from a hundred percent but Fair like enough. I shouldn't blame it on that because I know I know better. But then when I do like somebody, I do tend to just go a little bit too crazy and like um uh-huh. insane and I get really nervous. But like and there's just so many people that are interested in me that I know have been interested in me my whole like throughout my life and I just like don't fucking like them. Here's the thing, is it to me? Like, as your friend, it is hilarious to watch it happen because I'm just like, dude, if I had men coming up to me, be like, hey, what up? Like, they just come up to her. Yeah. She's like, attracts yeah. them. Like, these hot individuals. And I'm sitting and there. I, no. Listen, Leah, I'm attracting boys who <laughs> want to assert dominance with me, <laughs> throw me on the floor, and have their way with me. And I'm and men who cheat on me, while you've got these Polynesian men, no, Korean uh, men, who are walking up to you, like, hey girl, and she's yeah. like, she's like, no, what do you want? <laughs> Can you even name a person? No. So shut up. Yeah, I can, but I'm not going to do it on the podcast. That Why? Because I already think I know who it is. <laughs> yeah. But I, um, but no. We're like, not, we're not. You can. I don't care. They don't. They don't listen to this podcast. They probably don't even follow me. The one time. The one time. The one time we say his name, and he'll he'll listen to it. Like it's like Beetlejuice man. Who are you talking about? But no. Yeah, you know what we're talking about. That's one of my weaknesses. Like I just like. I'm so obli- I don't think it's oblivious. I just think it's just like I'm disgusted. <laughs> no, you're you're we're marking it as oblivious, bro. Well, I also have very high standards for because you know I used to be a whore, so like I used to sleep around all the time. <laughs> and I used to take, you know, the missionaries' virginity. I call it missionary virginity because they come back from our mission and then you just take their virginity. It's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Done it multiple times in college, but like, you know, like, <laughs> you had it in a college. Um, the thing is, like, I do attract the men, but like, they're also like, I attract them because I also like a tomboy. So like, I don't get along with women a lot, and like, there's certain girls I do get along with and can handle me, and then there's some that I just like don't give a fuck about, like you'll see it it's also my weakness is that I'm a very my first impressions suck and like I'm very like very standoffish like I will literally walk away from my friends that are having conversations with friends and I'll just yeah. walk away like I'll just disappear and everyone's just like the fuck it until I go because I'm very like that and I think it's also a weakness because socially I'm not good no. but like if you're like somebody I trust and like have installed um a friendship or a relationship, then like you're like a ride or die to be. But like that's I like either am like a ride or die or I just like like fuck you, don't care. 
bye and like those people that are like fuck you calm or like I just don't care calm they're always the ones that always come up to me always have conversations always want to be like my friend and I'm just like bro I don't know how many times I have to tell you like I'm not interested in you like I don't want to be your friend and I always have to have those hard conversations with people and be like I don't like you straight up or my favorite is when we first met, we both looked at each other like, what? Yeah. And then, like, five seconds, no, not five seconds, it was, like, two days later, we were both, like, talking about stuff, and we just, like, clicked. And that's the thing is, like, Talia's first impressions are horrible. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, Talia, Talia literally looked at me like she wanted to murder me, and I was like, cool, cool beans. So I looked at her with an RBF back. I was like, what up? Like, you just have to, like, with Talia, with first impressions, either, if you can match her energy at that moment in the first impression, you know that you've won her over. If you're going to be the type that's, like, oh, like, meek and submissive, no, no, no. Talia will be, like, nope, like, I need you to be able to be able to handle me. And I think, like, being able, like, forming a bond with Talia right off, a friendship with her right off is what you need to do instead of, like, <laughs> giving in to her first impression of like yeah oh, but also no, you gotta match it people match it yeah like a lot of my guy friends like you know like, like saying I think I have more guy friends than I have like um, girl like friends that are girls but a lot of my guy friends are now married with like their life living their best lives but um, that's one thing about guy friends you have them until they get married <laughs> <laughs> then you have to say goodbye to them probably forever and hardly talk yeah. to them anymore just because yeah. it's the respect of the their wife you know like I don't ever want to like I don't like them I'm never going to come at them I ain't going to be that messy person hell no mm-hmm. but you know it's like true though I think that's one of my weaknesses is that I don't give people the time of day but there's also a reason because I I can just feel things from people and so I can read people really well and I'm not you know I'm old enough to just not waste my fucking time with people I like a small group of friends so and I think I'm also the friend that a lot of people take around their other friends to like see if they can handle certain things because I've been used to do that to like my friends will be like hey T can you like meet me at this party I used to fill somebody out or fill out a dude that I'm interested in or da 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 so I'm kind of like the last person that people will send out to see if like the person's worth it or the person is an actual good friend you know because I'll just tell them straight up like no like bro like what are you doing I'm too blunt (laughs) you are and like here's the thing is like I think my weakness is your strength Mm -hmm. like my first impression is very like I will RBF you until you get to know me and I'm very quiet and like I'm totally opposite of Talia like Talia will give off the energy that she's mean and whatnot she's literally a cinnamon roll like looks like she could kill you but literally is a cinnamon roll like we keep I keep saying this but literally I look like a cinnamon roll but I literally could kill you like it's it's I have no energy for that no and like here's the thing is Talia's taught me like like with first impressions like yeah I have RBF and I'm like okay great like wonderful for you 
And Clea has told me many a times, she's like, please chill. And I'm like, I don't, okay. Like, it's not that I don't like you. It's just, like, when I'm meeting people, it's just, like, it takes a lot more because of my fears of if I get close to you, then you're going to leave me. Like, even to this day, I think multiple people in my life who are not going anywhere, (laughs) like, my biggest fear, like, literally, I fear that one day Kalia is just going to realize that she's friends with me and secretly deep down she's going to hate me and then leave me like that's my fear is like losing yeah. people because I don't want to get close to them and it took me a while um to even open up to Kalia yeah about a bunch of things and like that's the thing is like with Talia and I we're very different she's very an open book I'm very, much very open book I don't like I, everyone looks at me and I hate that like they yeah. always make their impression of like I'm the biggest bitch and like I'm super rude but when you get to know me I'm the most open book out of everyone and and even my friends like I could meet a stranger and I'd be talking to them about my sober life my drugs that I did like all that shit like I don't care like because you know like my tattoos a lot of people ask me about my tattoos and what they stand for and I'm just like yeah like let's go ahead like because to me like my personal shit is can make a difference to people out there like this podcast you know I'm just so used to being so open and I think it's funny that people do that to me because it's like I'm the most understanding and open person you'll ever meet to be honest I don't fucking know if you know Talia it's it's to know like to know Talia is to know love like I'm not kidding like and she hates it when I do this but I'm gonna do it anyway like I so I always tell everyone I know and I don't care how uncomfortable it makes you. I <laughs> I really don't. Because I, it's probably my weakness too. Is I tell everyone, even if I've just met you, I love you. Because you don't know when the last time you will say that to someone. And like, it's not meaning to be like, oh, I love you. Like, I love you, love you. But just like, love you. Like, love you, bye. And it gets to Leah every time she's like, oh, gross. And yeah, like, I don't ever I say I love you to anyone that's when I know like that I that I'm like good like I can hang up the phone but if she doesn't make a guttural sound or like make fun of me or just hangs up I will call her back and be like love you and she's like oh my gosh and then I'm like love you bye and I'll hang up before she gets it and then she'll text me and I'm like listen like that's my biggest fear is not being able to like express how you feel when the time comes and I think in today's day and age we're so concerned about having all these weaknesses and fears that we that they like we let it eat us up because we're so worried and that's where I'm trying to learn from Clea to be chill and like happy with life and like I am happy with life but there's still those fears and weaknesses of like oh my gosh like weakness of chocolate listen I am allergic (laughs) to milk but I can have dark chocolate so that's good because it's the cacao bean for, like to be honest i haven't had i don't really have that many weaknesses or fears i'm not gonna lie to people and i think it's it's just because you know um i've had to really come to terms when i was younger to deal with shit like to deal with scary shit i think i i've had more scary 
times than fears. That makes sense. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I've had to learn how to process my childhood trauma really young because I would have like nightmares happen to me. I would feel presence presence in my like room at night. I would have to shut my doors. Like I've just had to learn how to like deal with real life shit to the point where like yeah I have like yeah I'm scared of clowns 100% I think clowns are just scary little proto uh what is that what they call rapists molesters Mm -hmm. to be honest I think they're weirdos and Mm -hmm. that's just me because I think they're just they give bad vibes you know but like to me like when you asked me about your weaknesses and fears I was like bro what are my weaknesses and fears I don't think I have that many fears but I think I do have weaknesses Mm -hmm. but the weaknesses I've had have turned into very much strengths for myself like to be honest, like, there's a lot of weaknesses I've had to, like, overcome throughout my life. And, like, it's crazy to, like, think about it because, like, there are people I meet that still haven't, like, really dug deep into their, like, trauma base. And, like, and it's just, like, blows my mind because I'm, I'm, like, turning 28. I'm almost 30. And I've already, like, hashed everything out on my early 20s. And I think that's why I'm so ready to be in my 30s just because I'm ready to like walk away from the 20s of my life and early like teenage of my life of just having a constant battle of just working on myself and like working on my fears and my weaknesses and my trauma and just walking into my 30s of being just like damn I did that I'm done and, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm done with everything, but, mm-hmm. like, I've gotten to the point where, like, I'm I'm in a happier state of mind and I can actually, like, live my life. And I can't, that's why I can't wait for my 30s. I can't wait to turn 30. I know everyone's always like, oh my gosh, I'm turning 30, the fuck, I'm getting old. To be honest, like, I'm excited to turn 30 so I can just close my door on my 20s because it was rough. I think I've had the roughest early years. And I think that's that's probably my biggest weakness was my early 20s. I mean, like, I went into rehab early 20s. I had dealt with trauma early 20s. I had drug issues, addiction issues early 20s. And then my late 20s was all trying to get the fuck to where I needed to be. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about. But I, I'd say a lot of my weaknesses throughout those years have turned into the biggest strengths in my life, like um, mm-hmm. becoming an open book. I used to be closed off, becoming an open book, able to talk about my journey, um, able to say no to people, able to kind of just be my own person and become who I want to be to now where I can help other people and just focus my energies on the good and just be grateful of like what blessings I've received and just kind of surround my life with God and with good good vibes and good people I'd say you know and we're all in different stages of our journey 
I mean, like, I'm pretty much at the end of my journey. Um, so it's not that way. But I'm, like, at the end of my journey where I don't have to keep fighting for, you know, fighting through trauma and fighting through walls and barriers. I felt like I've come to terms of, like, things and realized, you know... Like, that's just the simple shit, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I think, I think for me, the biggest, um, the biggest thing that I've learned in this life called, this journey called life, is (laughs) learning to trust myself. Like, my biggest weakness is not trusting myself because I'm like, oh, well, um, well, yeah, so, um, like, that's how I am all the time, and, like, it's not so recently when I'm, like, okay, like, I'm gonna trust the process and trust everything, like, trust Heavenly Father and knowing that he's gonna do, not even just trusting Heavenly Father, but just trusting, like, he wants us to trust ourselves in order to make big decisions, and, like, with me, it's, like, okay, um, I I think one of my biggest fears is that it's just gonna all be taken away. Like everything I've worked hard for, you know, it's just gonna yeah. someone's gonna come in and be like, haha, jokes on you, imposter syndrome, here we go. And I'm like, I can't, <coughs> I can't do that. Um I think just being happy in the now and not worrying about what's in the future or what's in the past, like just being happy with what you have now. And I think the happiest I've ever been truly happy is when I stepped foot in like and I say this all the time but when I stepped foot into my job that I'm in now like I didn't know I'm not gonna cry it's fine <laughs> gonna hold my tears no no um I didn't know how much weakness I'm just kidding <laughs> I I needed these this family in my life until I had them in my life and I'm mm-hmm. And I, I'm not being, like, I'm not joking. I'm not being, like, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, I just feel like I have come such a long way because of them and learning how they just live and how they treat people. And, like, not just that. Like, I was, I went to a soccer game yesterday for the little, for the little one. And he was so excited to just be there. And him, his mom and I, because at that time we sat on the grass and it was pouring rain because Hurricane Lee. What's oh, up, yeah. Hurricane Lee? It's fine. We're fine now. It's sunny, sunshine. Um, yesterday was a little hairy, but um, we sat in the rain and we watched the soccer game. And like to me, that was that was what I needed at that time because I had been going through so much personally, um, with just my family and I just like thought you know like this just sucks of having like my biggest weakness is going back to people that have hurt me and I have realized oh, it's, not worth, it's not worth it and Talia, Talia it's the only time I've ever seen Talia mad at me is when I go back and I received yeah. a text message and she was so proud of me that I did this I received a text message and I I told you about this I think I received a text message from a person and they were asking for something. I said, no, I said, absolutely not. And I said, no. And Kalia, I told her and she goes, there we go. Like she was, I could just tell in her tone 
but she was like but she was joking but I knew that she was kind of like a little proud of me at that moment because I I finally put my foot down and said no and I didn't it didn't matter to me the consequences of my actions of saying no because I don't have time anymore for that (coughs) energy in my life of like always having to bend and always having to give in and always Mm. having to do what people want and my fears of like I realized that my fears of everything being taken away were stemmed from people who I kept going back to that are already leaving your life yeah and like I was I want to hold on to them for so much longer but I just need to let them go and do their own thing and I'm 100% fine I'm fine with that now I'm like you know what you do you and I'll do me and it's great like I I have friends that I haven't talked to in years and I'm and it's not like we're not friends anymore we're acquaintances but I just I just am like uh like I don't know we drifted apart like it's okay like we'll come back to each other I guess but then there's people who have both of us have caused each other pain and I was the one who finally said okay I'm done with this like I'm not doing it anymore and that was when my fears start to wash away because I was like you know it's good to walk away and say okay like my weakness of going back and saying okay let's do this again let's do this again and I'm like no <laughs> absolutely not we're not doing this again we're not we're not going back and forth so like when that conversation with that boy wanting me to submit to him and I said hey I remember just thinking okay first of all we're not into BDSM or whatever it's called or it's DS uh BDSM is it BDSM BDSM I think I don't know I don't I don't partake in it it's 50 shades of gray how about that I thought I thought you know in the scriptures we're gonna do this I'm I really thought about this I it says Heavenly Father wants us to submit to his will. And I thought of this kid who was such a good missionary. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, like it's the really, the really good one. He was like, no, I want to do this, this, and this. And I was like, whoa. Like, whoa. Whoa. I'm the only person I'm submitting to is Heavenly Father and his and my will to align to find me a good guy and I remember looking up to the ceiling and being like Heavenly Father what are we doing <laughs> he probably laughed at me he was like these are just another few frogs that you have to get through to find your prince so I'm like great he's on a turtle riding <laughs> that damn turtle real slow I need to hurry on him now um, but like I think just when you say you don't have a lot of weaknesses and fears, it's true. Like she doesn't like Kalia is just the chillest person. She just goes with the flow. And I, on the other hand, am the most worrisome person, the worry yeah. But I've gotten better in the recent year, the last year where I'm just like, yeah, whatever it is, what it is. Um, with certain things in my life, but other things I'm just like, you know, we really gotta hone in and get that figured out. I'm very um, 100% supportive of leaving fucking people. She is. And, and never looking think, back. Yes. And the thing is, it's okay to walk away for a time. It's I okay mean, like, I I had a gift of mine that we had a... Because when I went through my sober phase, when I got back from college, I had to cut off a lot of people. 
like a lot right. of people mm-hmm. because they it wasn't just them it was just their lifestyles and I wasn't there anymore like I didn't go out and party anymore I have I'm not going to clubs like I can't to this day when it like my friends come visit they'll be like let me just at this club and I'm like absolutely not like I can't chance that and I think that's one of the biggest things is like I can't go out to clubs anymore just because it's the safety of me it's like I want to surround myself in a box of like this is was my weakness alcohol drugs pills everything was my weakness but now I'm turning into a strength because I need to stay away from that stuff and like I always feel bad because like so many people ask me hit me up all the time like hey T like I'm in town you want to hang out and they're all my back today friends and there are certain friends that like yeah let's arrange let's just go out and eat you know we'll go out and eat and stuff but like Uh they're the friends that like understand where I am now like but then there's like those friends that still think of the Talia the the non-sober Talia the Talia that was like the best time the like drinking Talia the like chill smoking Talia and like there comes a time where you just kind of like had to step away from those people forever and it's hard because you you love them but it's just like I can't be around that and like it's no offense to them it's just I have moved on and with my life like I don't do that chapter anymore in my life I don't partake in that stuff anymore and I had a friend um we grew up together we went to high school together we went to college together and she was in an abusive relationship marriage and I spent most of my time in that relationship because I I lived with them and there are multiple times where I had to almost beat his ass because of the things he would do to her like the way he would talk to her there was one night he went crazy and we had to lock him out of the house he almost punched her and punched the wall instead I had to grab him from like behind and just pull him on the ground and then I was like I will stab you I will go to jail and kill you I don't give a fuck I was like lay your hands on her one more time I will beat your ass so like there's like and it was so like we went through so much together and then she ended up staying with him and then I when we graduated from college I walked away from her I said I cannot be your friend because of the shit I went through with you. I need you to find yourself and I need to go find myself. And so we split off and we didn't talk for probably like three to four years. Right. And then she reached out to me and she was like, Hey T, I just want to let you know, like I left so-and-so I'm living my best life. I'm starting to be a nurse. And now like she's Now she's found someone she remarried somebody that's so amazing and we're now back to being best friends and we're now like in each other's life and to be honest like sometimes they they'll come back your true friends will come back because they'll mm-hmm. realize like well fuck 
I needed to fix my life. And, like, there's going to be chapters in your life where you will walk away from people. Like, I walked away from my parents and my family for a long time. And then now I'm back, but I have, like, boundaries, you know, with them. And I always talk to you about it all the time. Like, uh-huh. even blood <laughs> can be toxic, you know, blood, the people you grew up with, you know. But there are times where sometimes you have to walk away to show people your value of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the important thing. It's like it's not you walking away because you're being a bitch or you're being selfish. It's you walking away showing people, like, if you don't have me in your life, can you survive and can you not survive? You decide. Mm-hmm. And if you want me back in my life, then let's talk about it. Let's use those boundaries. Let's talk about, let's not sweep things under the rug. Let's actually talk about our problems. I think that's a lot of people's weaknesses is they're so afraid to talk about their problems. They're so afraid Uh to set boundaries with people that they love. They're so afraid to be like, bitch, this is what I want. And this is where I need you to meet me. I'll meet you your way. But if you can't meet me that way, then let's not be friends. You know, like, um... I had good friends down here in Vegas that I went met through the YSA and I'm not friends anymore because she told me that I was too too much to handle because I was having like a depression. Sometimes I go through like depression episodes and trauma episodes just like because that's how I am. It's always going to be my thing. It's always going to be in me. I w- lived a tr- childhood trauma. I'm going to have withdrawals. You know, like, it's just, like, drugs. I've been sober. But, like, you're gonna have bad days, you know? And, like, I thought this friend would be somebody that I could, you know, lean on. And, you know, and she was, like, it just brings out my anxiety. And I just, I guess I worry. And I told her, I am sorry. And then I said, let's do this. Let's just not be friends anymore. Because if it's that, it's, like, I'd rather have you be healthier as a person than having to deal with you know me because she wanted to help me and fix me and I said I'm not in that stage that I need people to help me and fix me I'm in the stage of just need listening I just need someone to be there and just to listen and I was like but if that's affecting you then you need to go do whatever you need to do and go heal for yourself you know what I mean and you're gonna meet Uh people like that too in your journey like you're gonna meet people that you're gonna be like dude like they're like super cool friends and then all of a sudden they're just like have problems with you because you bring out their anxieties you bring out their trauma you bring out that stuff because you're trying to heal from it and you're so openly like talkative about it like you're you say things about it it's gonna bring out the trauma in people and then they're gonna realize like damn I need to process things I need to go heal you know so I've had like all sorts of that shit happen to me and it's crazy to think about because I think I've witnessed everything I've witnessed people just leaving my life without saying anything people I've had to leave people's life because I'm too much for them because my trauma and my healing process has just been too much for them you know or leaving people coming back to people's lives but I think at the end of the day it's just like it's so good for you it's healthy Mm -hmm. 
and I think people don't understand, like, they think, well, what can I work on, because is this my weakness, like, am I losing people because of who I am, no, you're losing people because you're growing, you're losing people because you're becoming the person that you need to be in the long run, and I just, I just hope people understand that, like, if you lose people, if you lose people, you're meant to lose people, you should lose people, like, when we get married, me and Riley, we won't have the same relationship all the time, like, you know what I mean, we'll be more busy, you know, like, we won't have that, you know, call each other every day, well, I mean, Riley might just call me every day, but, um, just, you know, we'll have that busy life, and that different chapter in our life, you know what I mean, but that's supposed, like, that's how life is, supposed to be like that. It's true. Huh? Sorry, I'm getting sick. I mean, working with kids, you're gonna get sick. Um, I think what this this topic has turned into is just live your fucking life, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) live your fucking life, and don't be afraid Um, of your weaknesses. Make them. You can always make weaknesses. Weak your weaknesses and fears become your biggest strengths. Like to me, my weakness is like. So, it, it's not the church's fault by any standards, but um, I like I'm not blaming the church. Well, it, it goes two ways, but <laughs> how do I put this? So I feel like I'm not good enough Ugh. in the church's eyes. Like, does that make sense? Like, my fear yeah. is that I'm not good enough, and I can't be good enough, and it's causing me to like. It's not that I don't want to go to church like I do but I just like I don't like I know the gospel's truth that's the thing and people are like what do you mean but you don't want to go to church I'm like, oh, I, I had just this don't, conversation like... the other day me and you no, my brother oh. like it's not that I don't like I still firmly believe in everything I still have a testimony and whatnot but just like it I just feel so much pressure and I, I love I love my ward town that I'm in and it's great. But I just I just feel like I'm not good enough. Uh, which is so annoying to me because the LDS church is supposed to be this amazing community that lifts you up and it doesn't. Oh, I said that. Oops. Um I think we're at this day and age now where the church people are now realizing like the organization it shouldn't be something that we dread it should be something that we want to be in and I think a lot of people are now opening their eyes of like damn like how good enough how good enough do I have to prove myself for people to understand that I'm just here to be here And I think a lot of people that have, I mean, we've had this conversation leaving the church and stuff, but like, because we have a lot of friends that have left the church. I have a ton of friends that have left the church. And I think one of the biggest things that I had told my brother the other day, and I said, it doesn't matter what church you belong to. It matters Mm -hmm. in where you believe in your testimony and who you believe it in. If you have, and it just matters of you being a good person at the end of the day. It's like you just being an example 
a Christ-like example. And it doesn't matter what God you believe in. You can pray to Buddha. You can pray to a freaking statue for all I care. You don't need to have an organization to let people know that you love God. Or you love Allah or whoever you love. It's just being a good person in the end of the day and living a good standard life of loving other people unconditionally. And I, like, because my brother, you know, my siblings have probably stepped away from the church, you know, and it's been rough and it's been hard because, you know, talking to you two... And bring up like things about you know the LDS church, and I totally agree. I think sometimes they're a little bit too rough, and they are a little bit too rough in policies. And like being from my parents, where they're like this and this and this, you know, they're very strict with the church. They're very like in like they'll always be like, "Hey, did you go to church today?" And I'm like, "No." And they're like, "Why didn't you go to church today?" I was like, "Because I don't want to." Because church is always in me the gospel has always been instilled in me it's not like I'm gonna say I hate God and I'm never believing in God you know and it just makes me sad because I've always felt different in the pews and I've always known I felt different in the pews and I don't care if you don't fucking like me I've been high in the pews I've been drunk in the pews but I've always gone there for one reason and that's God and that's for myself but there are people that go for not just God to find people that they can relate to and to find that comfort in the community. And when it's not there, it sucks. You know, it's really hard for people to, you know, go to church because they just don't feel they don't feel as one. And I just feel like that's such, that just brings me sadness because you have so many strengths to offer to so many people. And it just sucks that, you know, people just are the way they are, you know? And humans are always going to be like that. And I just think it's not about the gospel, it's about the community, you know? Yeah. Of the people in that church in that ward. So like, and and not saying like and, and I always have to reiterate this, but like I'm not gonna leave the church. I just at this time in my life, I'm like I I was asking a friend this the other day, and him and I are our best friends and he is hilarious. I love this kid. Um he's very much like we love him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know I think I know who you're talking about. Yes. I okay. don't think he... Oh, he's... I don't know if he, he wants people to know. But anyway, we're going to just move past that. Um, <laughs> he, I know what you're saying, like, though. Yeah, he is one of our best friends Sorry. from Hell or High Water. He's only some Irishes. So, um, he has been through a lot with me. So anyway... I was talking to him the other day, and I was like, do you feel any different? Because he doesn't have his temper recommend anymore, because one of the questions is, do you do you attend all your meetings? Which I don't think should be a, like, question, but here nor there. 
And so he's like, I haven't been to church in a year. And I'm like, do you feel any different? He's like, no. And I'm like, I feel no different. He goes, I still like wear my garments. I do all this. Like, I'm like, that's the thing. It's like, you're still living the gospel and doing everything and like not going to church and you still feel okay. And with me, I I think it was so ingrained in our my brain of like, if you don't go to church, you're not good enough. Like you aren't good enough. And I just think, wait a minute, that's a lie. Like you are good enough. And I've watched as my friends have left the church and I, and I thought, oh, how is it? Like, I just would ask them just like, oh, how is it? You know? And they're like, it is so much more relaxing because we don't have a million things yeah. like that we having to live up and, and everyone listen. Cause I know some of you are members like the church, like I get it. I got it. But to me right now in my life, I'm like, it is such a hassle sometimes to wake up on Sundays and be like, I want to go to church. When in reality, I'm like, I don't want to go to church. Like, I, will go today. I will go today with a bad headache because of sinuses, Hurricane Lee. And because the weather keeps switching. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to church today. I like got ready everything. And I got in my car and I was like, no, not going. Like, I'm just like, not going. Like, I just at that moment was like, I feel no shame in my game. Like, yeah. And like, I, I, I understand why these these things are put in place but also I am kind of at a point in my life where I'm just like I don't think I'm gonna go to hell if I don't go to church yeah every Sunday like like we're taught and that's the thing is like we're taught like you need to do this this and that or you can't do this on Sundays or that on Sunday I'm like even the most holy of people that I witness on Instagram or anywhere in my life they do things on Sunday they do what they need to do and I'm like oh my gosh I'm like you guys (laughs) like (sighs) I'm like I like so today when I made the decision I'm like I'm not going to church like I don't feel good like I'm not doing this today and and I feel fine like I don't feel like I'm gonna go to hell (laughs) and I don't (laughs) think you will I haven't been to church for months for probably like almost a year yeah that's true (laughs) but the thing is like I have my reasons you know I just feel like I don't feel the spirit anymore in the pews yes it's just been spiritually unfilling to me and I feel like I'm on a whole other I don't want to like sound like oh she's cocky she doesn't know it's just I'm on a whole other spiritual level like and I'm still gonna be stared at half the time, to be honest. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I have tattoos. Yeah, you haven't seen me for a while, but I'm still a worthy member to be up there. Here's okay, here's the other thing. It's been sitting in the pews. I get so distracted with everything and like everything that's going on in my mind and every whatnot. I'm like I feel like it's the same thing over and over and over. And I'm like, I can't, I can't like sitting in the mm. pews. I I agree with you. Like, and this is going to sound harsh for all the people that I'm like close with, but I'm just like, I can't be forced to sit down for all this. And then when I'm, and I love being a primary teacher and they're like, plan a lesson. I never plan a lesson. Y'all. I go by the seat of my pants. I'm just like, 
I teach four to five year olds and it's not there's no lesson to plan they want to get up and wiggle and that's what I'm gonna do we're gonna get up and wiggle and like last Sunday I had the stake primary presidency member in my class and I did not care one bit I could give two shits what you're calling this I literally did not care I wound my kids up and wound them back down to get them nice and calm for the the somewhat lesson I had planned I didn't even know what I was I was like yeah this is what we're teaching today talk about sea turtle celestial sea turtle yeah sea turtle sea turtle no, that's how you see turtle. I know. Yeah, and so I taught them that. And, like, it was somewhat based on the lesson in the book, but it was somewhat not. And I'm like, they're four to five. I don't have much. They don't have much of a, the attention span to sit down and learn about how Jesus was crucified on a cross and how he bled from every floor. Like, and I'm not, I'm not degrading that in any terms, but I'm just like, we have to be careful of what we like how much gore we put into lessons and whatnot. So I'm just like, I'm the type that's like, okay, here's what we're going to learn today and here's what we're not going to learn. And I'm yeah. like, so when, like, here's the thing also is like co-teaching now. I'm like, why can't it just be one? Like, I'm like, I get why you can't be one, but I just am like, all right. Like, I, I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't know. I just don't, <laughs> I just feel out of place when I'm sitting in the pew. Yeah, and it it happens, you know. Mm-hmm. So I understand it, the gospel and LDS community church is a whole subject I could talk about on every day. You know, you have the gospel and just the spiritual side of it, which should be the main focus, but we focus on just the church sometimes. And, yeah, I agree. Like, you know, I think a lot of people that have left just feel so pressured all the time. And here's the thing. It's, like, as soon as you don't come for weeks, they're, like, they're less active. They're inactive. They need this, this, and this. And they they need everything. And I'm, like, please don't force someone to do something. In they life don't, that they to do. don't want to do like if I wanted the missionaries knocking at my door my great. life my fucking like, life oh my gosh or I know I know that this is uh, this is just cracks me up I will get texts from the missionary saying Same. hey can you do this can you do this and finally I've had to be like listen listen y'all like I I have I have a life and I have a lot going on right now I said, I cannot, I cannot drive all the way across the, like, our ward is huge. I can't drive to Miss Ewan. I can't drive to Lowell. I can't drive here, here, and here. You guys get free gas. They ask you to do stuff? That's crazy. Yeah, they're like, can you come to this lesson? Can you pick up this person? And I'm a nice person. We know this. Like, no sarcasm intended. I will go to the ends of the earth for you. But when I am completely drained, I'm like, no, I cannot do that. Like, I'm not driving all the way across Massachusetts. Like, for, like, for for a 20-minute lesson, and then they cancel, and I'm already halfway out here. Like, I sound like I'm complaining, and I'm not really trying to complain. But I'm like, I can't keep doing this. 
of wearing myself out in something that I don't find like it's not enjoyable to me anymore like I served a mission I know what it entails but also like I'm like I can't I can't I can't um insane it's a totally different tune I'm singing from three months ago where I'm like oh yeah I love doing this I am so drained with the, pre- the pressure to be a good member of the church that it's taking literally an emotional, physical, mental exhaustion, exhaustion toll on me. Like, does that make sense? And that's my yeah. biggest fear. It's not like, and then I'm not going to be able to get married to the temple, and then I'm not going to have a temple recommend, and all this, and it backfires. And I'm just like, and finally, I've been like, Riley, Heavenly Father loves you for you. It doesn't matter if this doesn't happen or that doesn't happen. It, Heavenly Father loves you for you. Christ loves you for you. Like, Ugh. it's not what others want from you. It's what you want from yourself. And that's one of my weaknesses is not believing in myself. And, and as soon as I walked away from, like, um, sorry, I just got <laughs> an email from my ward. <laughs> <laughs> They know we're talking about them, guys. <laughs> they know. They're like, I love my ward, though, like I do. But I just, I just can't. Like, it can be exhausting some days. I it's, it. it's exhausting. Like, and here's the thing. With work and everything, like, I find that enjoyable. Okay? Uh-huh. I get to go and be myself. So I don't get bored ever because it switches up constantly. Like, it's children, Okay. But with the church, because it is so freaking structured, I literally am like, oh, my Lord, can we not? Can we, can we not? Like, I'm like, you guys, I cannot. They're like, we're, like, last Sunday, I was cross-contaminated. There's supposed to be separate, like, separate little things. I really got poisoned bread. by church. <laughs> I literally got cross-contaminated at church. I had to still teach this lesson with the stake, hold on, with the stake primary president, whatever she was, first counselor. I don't remember what she was. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I puked. <laughs> shitting myself. I, She's I, like, I'm shitting I, myself. I was like, well, no, then there was this big bus of like old people that came into our ward. And they were in the bathroom, like, switching into their clothes. And so there was a lot of garment accident happening. And I was, like, I was, like, on the brink. I was, like, hey, I really got to go to the bathroom. They're, like, okay, just give us a minute. I'm, like, I'm going to puke all over this floor and poop. So please move. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had no shame in my game because they're supposed to be separated, like, the gluten-free bread and the bread, okay? And those bread, those pieces of bread are honky. So I, so one of the boys messed it up, and somehow I got the messed up tray, and I grabbed a piece of bread. I'm chewing on it. I'm like, crap, <coughs> this isn't going to be good. I'm downhill. I have to teach a lesson, y'all. 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 I have to teach that damn lesson. And so I taught it with such gusto. So meanwhile, I come back in, Okay. My co-teacher has not been called as the new society president, so she's no longer with us. She comes back in to help, so I'm like, okay, great. So I come back in, 
one of my kids is crying, just bawling. The teacher's trying to calm her down. She goes, I just want to share Riley because that's what they call me. So I'm like, okay. So I grab this child, hold her on my lap. I'm getting looks from the primary presidency because they're like, you're not allowed to hold the children. I'm like, you y'all don't want to mess with me right now. I'm literally on the brink of saying very bad words in this church <laughs> because yeah. So I see like so after I'd been before I went to the primary room again to help the child, I passed one of the bishopric members. I'm like, by the way, I was just cross contaminated because the boys couldn't handle it. I said, next time I'll go up there and pass sacrament. And he was looking at me like she probably would. <laughs> I was like, that's the thing. It, this is ridiculous. Like, I literally got poisoned at church. <laughs> I got poisoned at church. We're supposed to feel loved and, and comforted. I was puked. I puked once and then pooped my brains out. And listen oh to me. Oh, my gosh. That's not the church experience I want to have on a Sunday. I want it to be relaxed. So anyway, so then I had to help this little child, which was fine. I helped the child, and she was, she calmed down, and she was just like, I don't like being in here without you, and I'm like, okay, well, my love, listen, my dude, my love, my sweet girl, and, and she just, she just made my day. She just, like, held my hand during all of sacrament, not sacrament, primary singing time, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I don't know it's anymore. Singing it's like, time, bro. It's singing time, and I was like, "Okay, great, wonderful." So I was like dying. I was literally like, even if a little bit of gluten gets in my stomach, I'm like, Ugh. "But here's the thing: is this bread had been probably touched by boys' hands." that were, aren't washed when they're doing the gluten-free bread from the other bread. So oh I got double cross-contaminated. They probably picked their nose with had milk in it. So anyway, so I go to class. I'm teaching. And here's the thing. If older women <laughs> that have been in the church forever, they just look at you if you switch anything up like you're crazy. And I was like, welcome to the nut house because I'm leading the pack. <laughs> Jump on the crazy train. I'm driving this bus. Um, but yeah, last Sunday, y'all, I was, I almost died at church. <laughs> That's fine. Because I would die in the Lord's house. <laughs> it's just fine. But like, I don't want to go out that way. <laughs> Being cross-contaminated. And like, I had, like, I, I mean, there's worse things. But I, like, I was fine a few hours later, and it wasn't a big deal. The fact that, like, more care, they're like, oh, we're going to dye the bread now. You're going to dye the damn bread? You're going to dye the damn bread? They're like, pink bread. And I'm like, don't dye the bread. That's bad for my ADHD. <laughs> yeah, because the church is all about Riley. I know. <laughs> and dying the fucking bread. I'm like, dying the damn bread. I'm like, they're like, so you're not cross-contaminated. I'm like, they need to, they need to do the, I'm like, whatever. Just put a cracker in a cup. Give me the cup. I was so, I was so pressed because I, it's not fun being cross-contaminated. Especially. Obviously. Especially when you have things to do, okay? And you've got (laughs) to put on a happy face because you've got to hire up looking at you like, what up, girl? And I'm like, eh. 
what up? Like, I was not nice to this course. I was like, who are you? <laughs> I literally said that to a stake primary member. I said, I said, and who are you? And she goes, I'm in the stake presidency. I'm like, oh, she's in the stake presidency, everybody. What is wrong with you? Well, the mom, so she gave me the mom look, and I was like, why are you here? Like, I was like, why are you in my class, please? I'm like, I don't feel good. It was so funny, though, because my old co-teacher was dying laughing. She's like, yes, that's really. But, like, she was sitting there like I was doing something wrong of comforting a child. Because we can't touch the children at all anymore. That's the thing is we can't. Which is insane because I didn't know that. That's insane to me. Yeah. So now to be a teacher for primary, you have to take all these courses. Mind you, we don't get paid to be, y'all, we don't get paid for any of this. So we have to take uh, a 30-minute child safety course, which I have to redo this year for the end of the year. And then on top of that, we have to do all these other little small classes with the primary presidency. And then if they need us to meet up once a month with all the other teachers to explain why we can't touch the children and why we can't comfort the children, then like, it's just like, I understand why they're doing it, but they, it goes, it, it's, it's a lot. It's, uh, it's drawn out, not drawn out. It's very blown out of proportion. Yeah. I'm like, relax. Like, we know, we know, but a child should not be made to feel like they can't be comforted. I'm like, that is my biggest thing, is a child is allowed to feel their emotions, and if they have a person that they're going to come up to and hug and give a high five and feel like they need to feel comforted, let them do it. That helps the child psychologically develop, and that's the thing I, like, in these, in these, in these classes we have to take, Talia, I'm not kidding you. You have to sit there for 30 minutes, and it's not something that you can press, like, you know, when you're going through things and you're pressing the button of, like, go, 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 and it says, okay, you completes that. Go, go, go. No, the church has come up with a way where you have to sit through the whole thing for 30 minutes. And there's questions at the end. Couldn't be me. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do this. Like, they're like, I'm like, it's not, it's not, oh my gosh, like, I just, <laughs> Riley's very passionate about church. this. The last two weeks with <sighs> I have died, literally almost died last week. Well, there's Riley's church experience, everyone. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no, you're good. No, I understand where you are, you know. At least you still try. I don't try anymore. Not this right. But your bishop, like, your bishop understands you and gets you. As where I feel like sometimes bishops look at me and they're like, you're a lot. We don't know how to handle you. Yeah, but that's also a stupid thing to say as well. Like, you shouldn't say that to people. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised many people understand me these days but no it's because i'm in a ysa (laughs) i'm i'm not i i it couldn't be me to try another ysa 
Because let me tell you, if you're not perfect, if you're not prim and proper, they don't, the men don't want you. And here's the thing, is they ain't all that in a bag of potato chips. So, and I have no problem, oh, no problem with telling go. them what's up. Really second no passionate topic. <laughs> We're not going to get into it because it's going to be another 20 minutes. And yeah. I don't want to get into it. Plus, I need to, I actually have to get off. Um, <laughs> I have Fortnite. I gotta get ready for Fortnite. Um, but no, I think um I think this is a good quote to remember. Um it's back to Riley's topic. Um that she didn't remember today. Fear has two meanings. Forget everything and run or face everything and rise. The choice is yours. And that's probably what we're going to use for the main photo for our podcast today. But just like, you know, faith over fear. And I have, I will always remember that, you know, faith over fear within anything. You know, if you fear it and if you, um, if it makes you uncomfortable, that means you're growing. You need to be yeah. uncomfortable to be able to grow. And um, I don't know. I I think one of the biggest fears, I Riley went off a tangent. So I think I'm one, sorry. You're fine. One of my biggest fears, though, that I have to always really regulate in my life is my anger because my anger mm-hmm. leads to like um, really bad things. It can lead probably to me relapsing. Um, so my biggest fear is, is controlling my anger, uncontrolling my anger, because my anger can get really bad. If people know me really well, I have a very bad, I have very bad anger management problems. So I think that's probably one of my biggest fears is losing myself within my anger, because when mm-hmm. I do that, I'll either probably go to jail or I'll probably relapse. And then with a relapse, I'll probably overdose and die, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So that's probably one of my biggest ones. We don't have to talk about it because I took five hours about religion. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I really I think your fears will always be with you. Like, that's my constant fear all the time. And I think it's more per predominant in my life just working with my kids especially the boys I've been gifted with boys at this site that I work at more and they have a lot of anger in them and just sadness and stuff and I think we relate so well because I'm the same way and it reminds me like of it just reminds me as a child they remind me as being a little child of just not being able to be heard and like being able to manage my you know anger management so I think fears are always something that can be huge strengths in our life down the road and being having fears is okay you know having weaknesses are okay because we can prove we can you know become strengths in the long run you know so mm-hmm. but yeah and hopefully next when it's you know in two weeks it's riley's podcast she remembers the fucking topic that we're talking about i'll remember but i really like this topic I... so yeah i haven't i haven't decided what we're speaking of okay Jeez. okay hell but um yeah anyways we love everyone love you guys <laughs> and we hope you guys have a 
best best week it's almost fall time so excited and to be fall eight yeah can't wait for halloween and stuff can't wait for the cold air to come in and just live our best lives but um we hope you guys have a great sunday and a beautiful sabbath day for our lds listeners (laughs) and um please support us we'll support me on social media um just instagram um find me the link to the bio link to talia hope's podcast thank you for being so supportive and for our one listener that's only listening we appreciate yeah. you thank you to that one <laughs> listener you the real you the real, the real. real one anyways we will see you guys uh-huh. later and we'll talk to you guys soon all right love you guys love you. bye everyone bye.